Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. He is Megabyte Ronnie. He is, sadly, a retired professional wrestler. Um, also a professional eater, a U.S. Army vet. He's back from vacation. I hope he had a Coors Light or a Bud Light on his vacation and did whatever else he needed to do on his vacation. Uh, he's Megabyte Ronnie. Megabyte Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm sorry I'm trying to get you beat up. It's all good, man. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I actually, I don't think I had a single beer on that vacation. I'm more of a girly drink drinker, so... I had plenty of liquor. I don't know if I had any beer, though. What are we talking here? Are we talking sangrias? Are we talking to rum and coke? What are we doing? I mean, I do a lot of mixed drinks, so I just go into the bar and look at the mixed drinks option and just pick something that looks fancy, most of the time with vodka. Uh, on this ship, though, they had soju, and I had lived in Korea for two years, so I was drinking a lot of soju. Um, they had this one shot. I, I forgot what it's called. Well, it's called a jellyfish. I don't know what was in it, but the the liquor was blue, and then they would drop little drops of Baileys in there to make the Baileys look like jellyfish swimming in the sea, and we we did a lot of those shots as well. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Let's go. How is, I mean, I hate to start off with this. How is uh, retirement kind of treating you so far? Um, Well, to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. Like, um, it's, it's a little bit hard to be honest with you because like you just think about like uh, for me, like I just sort of thought about wrestling as like what I was going to do, like what I was ultimately going to wind up doing. Uh, and I, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't ready really to, to give it up, but then somebody, you know, my doctor sort of took it away from me. So I don't know if it's easier or harder that way to, to handle when somebody just takes it away from you versus you having to make that decision yourself. Sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Oh, um, uh, so w- when did you find out, you know, it was a back injury and what did the doctor say? Was it accumulation of things or was it just one bad bump? What, what did he, what was the overall diagnosis on this? I think I found out like, um, like two days before I made the post on Twitter. I'm not good with remembering dates. So about two days before that, 
basically what has happened is that um, I have like um, fuck I forgot I have a two slip disc and then I have one crush disc so what had happened was is that the doctor thinks that that crush disc has probably been crushed for a long time and I just didn't know about it and what happened was in about uh, I want to say late January this year I was in the gym and I was doing front squats and I went down for a front squat and I heard something pop. And ever since that day, I've been having a lot of pain in my back, my hips and things like that. And I, um, I knew I was pretty messed up. I didn't know I was this messed up though. I mean, when the doctor showed me the x-rays and explained everything to me, like I, I, I'm in physical therapy right now, but like the way the doctor explained things is like, I'm probably going to wind up needing surgery. Oh, that's. I was gonna ask. Yeah, I was gonna ask if surgery was on the table. Is it something that you're considering, or are you just trying to PT as much as you can to get better? Yeah. So right now we got me in physical therapy. We're gonna we're gonna come back to it in about two months from now. So we're gonna see what physical therapy can do for me. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I've I've been doing physical therapy for about three weeks and it has helped, but like there's still a lot of times where my back just gets locked up and I'm not able to move. Like I'll just be walking and. All of a sudden, my back locks up and I can't I can't move. I wake up every morning and a lot of a lot of pain and stuff like that. I feel like it takes two hours for my hips to get going. So uh, but the thing they explained to me is that once you have back surgery, it's sort of like the the most people who had back surgery are people who've already had a back surgery. So I'm I'm trying to go the route of no back surgery. And that's one of the reasons that like I just, I just called it quits, you know, right there on the spot. Like I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be in a wheelchair or whatever for the rest of my life. You mentioned uh, in your post about the, the eating as well. And you weren't sure where, where you stood with that. What's what, what's the update on that? Can you still do like competitive eating? So the deal with eating champion, <laughs> trying to make, <laughs> trying to make it into the cage. Uh, yeah, the deal with eating, man, is that I don't know if you've ever really watched me eat, but when I eat, I eat very violent, violently. Like I, sh- I shake. I look like I'm having a seizure up there. Uh, I'm not able. I'm not able to chew and swallow very well. It's kind of funny. I'm a competitive eater, but like even when I'm eating a normal meal, like sometimes I have to like drink water to to get it down. Uh, so I, it requires a lot of force for me. And when I went to, I went to, I was gonna. I was going to try and qualify for Nathan's this year. I was like, you know what? I can't wrestle. Let me just dive head first into, into eating. And I did one hot dog practice and like, I, I couldn't move the way I move when I eat. And that's when I said, all right, well, that's, I'm not going to half-ass this as well. Cause I may not even qualify if I, if I half-ass it. So uh, I don't think I'm going to be competitive eating this year, uh, but I'm hopefully, hopefully not done with competitive eating. I hope, I hope, I'm back next year, but definitely taking this year off from that. With that in mind, I, I think there's a lot of misconception when it comes to competitive eating. Um, just give me an idea or give our fans an idea of like what type of, I guess you could say training goes into competitive eating. Cause it's not, it's not just shoving your face. There is, there's something more to it. Yeah, man, there's a lot more to it. So whenever we're training for a contest, like we'll practice the food we're going to eat. So like, for example, hot dogs was coming up. I'll, I'll do a 10 minute hot dog practice in my backyard, try to simulate it to be just as close to the contest as possible. Uh, another thing we do is we stretch our stomachs out. You know, we'll go to a buffet and eat as much as we can. Like, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables are a big thing. Water is a big thing. 
and, and I'm just not able to do that because I'm not able to be comfortable. As soon as I start stuffing my stomach, uh, I'm not able to get comfortable. And that's all it's really about is being able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I just couldn't get to that that part with my back and hips hurting while I was so full. I want to talk about your last weekend in wrestling. It was C4, BOP. What was, what was that weekend like? And did you know, like, going into that weekend, like, oh, this is, is going to be my last weekend? Uh, you know what? I had a pretty good idea. Um, I didn't know that was going to be it. But I got – so to tell you the story, that, um, that was, in, I want to say, February or March. Uh, maybe – that sounds right, March. Uh, I had went to the C4 show before that. And uh, when I showed up the month prior to that, and I when I showed up, I asked if there was anything I could do to help out. And they were like, uh, will you work security? And I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'll work security. So I was out there working security, man. And it, actually, it was probably a really good idea because as I was working security, I had a lot of fans come up to me and like want to take pictures and shit like that. So I, I the promoter is probably looking at that and saying, well, fuck, like our, our fans already know who this guy is. Like, so... <laughs> That probably helped my calls. But as I was out there working security, like my back was already hurt. It was so hurt that like during um, Kevin Blackwood versus Joey Janela, they did like a like a hardcore match and they went out into the, the crowd. When they went out into the crowd, my back was hurting so bad. Everybody's attention was focused on them. I went back to the back and I started like taking a knee. Like there's a lot of times that I was just standing there working security. My back was, <laughs> you know, just hurting so bad that I just had to take a knee a bunch of times, but it got me a spot in the next show. And before, before that match, man, I was popping, like, I probably popped like five or six ibuprofens just to, to get through that match. And I knew my back was pretty fucked up, but like I had wanted to get the C4 so bad. It was my first time at C4, man. Like I had seen all these cool pictures for my friends, like Puff and Blackwood and Garcia, um, young Jay Lee. I'd seen these guys working C4 and I like, when I went there and worked security, that crowd at C4, unbelievable. Like, those are the probably the best fans in indie wrestling. Like, I wanted so badly to get in front of that crowd that I went out there with two slip discs and a crush disc just to get a taste of that before I had to go. Um, I, and then the very next day, I went when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right after that, I drove 16 hours to Indiana to wrestle at Black Label Pro because Black Label Pro has always been good to me and always sort of been a home for me. So that was kind of like the ultimate farewell for me. I got to wrestle in front of C4, something that I had always really wanted to do. 
And then I got to take a road trip with my buddy Kevin Blackwood, you know, Young Jay Lee and Haley D- D- Dillon. And we got to go up to, uh, you know, Indiana. And that was fun just riding with those guys and having a good time. And then being at Black Label Pro and then seeing Matt Brannigan. I don't know. It was pretty much like the best last weekend you could ask for. I didn't really, I didn't really know it at the time. Uh, but pretty much the week after that or the weeks after that, I was fairly sure that was it. I'm smiling because I grew up in Ottawa and Ottawa to me was never a wrestling town. So to find out that so many wrestlers are big fans of C4 and so many fans, wrestling fans have become fans of C4 and the shows they put on. We're looking forward. We're going to have Mark from, uh, from C4 on the show, uh, hopefully in, in the coming weeks, but, uh, I, it really, it warms, it warms my heart to hear you speak highly about my hometown. Um, with that in mind, your last match at C4, you had a match in, that included Sexy Eddie. Sexy Eddie's known for a uh, certain appendage that he has, your tag team partner, Matt Brannigan, when you guys are doing Hog and Dog, known for a certain appendage of his own. Uh, do I dare ask about the appendages in a hog off? What are we doing? Uh, I, I don't know who would win in a hog off. I'll tell you this. Uh, Sexy Eddie hit a moonsault on me, and, and, you know, it felt like somebody slapped me over the back with a log. So, like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I You know, Matt, Matt Matt's actually, you know, making money off performing with his. So, maybe he wins the hog off if there is a hog off. Have you considered uh, the OnlyFans route yourself? Uh, I don't know if you've been asked that before. Yeah, I, I've considered it, uh, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could really do that. Like, uh my my wife is in the military, so this just sort of like uh, I I don't know I don't know if that's a route that I could personally go down, but I support anybody who goes down that route. I think uh, make your money while you can, and uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of anybody who goes that route. I just don't know if I personally am going to wind up going that route. We have a, a question from um, a viewer, Ryan Sullivan, our pal Ryan Sullivan. Has any thoughts on like a potential manager role or anything like that when it comes to uh now that in ring could be over i've I've had a few people ask me about that to be honest with you and it's uh i i don't know it kind of it kind of hurts uh right now like um i i tried to watch a an eating contest like right after i pulled out on nathan's and i couldn't make it through it i haven't really been able to watch wrestling since i i I pulled out like it still it still hurts a lot um to have this taken away and an issue with being a manager, and, and my friends have said this to me, and I'm not trying to you know, blow smoke up my own ass, is that if I go and be a manager, I'm going to wind up being bigger than 95% of the people who I'd, I'd be managing. And I don't know if that's really like – I don't know if that makes for a good look. I don't know how many managers out there have been bigger than their clients. Uh, I, I do still want to be in front – I still want to be a part of wrestling. I think there's a spot for me. Uh, I think I'm pretty good with a microphone. I wish I would have gotten a microphone more in my career uh i don't know maybe i could do something like an interviewer or or something like that i look at what rj city's doing uh with like a youtube series or something like that and th- that's something that interests me i still want to be a part of the world but i, I don't know if, if manager is going to be it megabyte ronnie reacts to 90s sitcom entrances i don't know if that's going to work <laughs> you might have to find your own niche but i get what you're saying yeah uh so in in competitive eating you know there's quite a bit of tropes that borrow from pro wrestling right nathan's they do the the mustard belt that joey chestnut has and it gets passed around what other pro wrestling tropes do you see that you think should be included in competitive eating man it's 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 so i don't know the worlds are so similar like they're both carny you so like they sort of come from the same world you know i did my first 
eating contest five years before I did my first wrestling training. And like when I came out with, with the eating contest, I had my own entrance music. You know, I got my own uh, announce uh, announcer from an MC. I got my own introduction. Uh, I got in front of, I got on a stage and people were cheering for me. Like it just, it just fit, pretty much feels a lot like competitive eating or sorry, sorry, a lot like wrestling. But the thing about it that I really like is I'm super competitive and, and eating is real, right? There's nothing, there's nothing. Nobody out there can stop me from being the 20th best eater in the world. Like I'm going to go to a contest, I'm going to finish highly, and I'm going to prove my worth. You know, with wrestling, the thing that really bugged me a lot was that there was it's it's a work. So there's no way I I, I feel like you know if I should be on a show or if I should be uh, I should have a match with somebody or or whatever that may not be the case because I may not be friends with the guy who owns the company. So like uh, it, it's sort of I don't know I. I like both for different reasons, but they're very similar. What was it like on the road with Matt Brannigan? We had him on the show not too long ago, and he was talking about some road stories with you. What, what kind of road stories you got with uh, old Matt Brannigan? Oh, man. Like, I, I can't even explain, like, how good of a friend that guy has become to me. It was kind of funny because, like, when I showed up at AEW, uh, he started getting tagged in a lot of my stuff. Like, fans sort of willed us together. And it had it had went on for about a year, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, like let me sit down and watch some Matt Brannigan. Let me see who this guy really is. And I sat down and I watched him wrestle, and I was like, holy cow, like this guy is really good. Like he is he is a phenomenal, he like a phenomenal wrestler. He is so 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 fucking good, right? Like it irks me that Matt Brannigan isn't signed to making millions of dollars. Like he is so fucking good at wrestling, and then like. We were like, hey, you know, everybody, I messaged him. I was like, hey, people want to see us tag. Like, do you want to do it? And he was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. And, and we got booked for our first match at Black Label Pro. And like the day before the match, I was actually going to stay with uh, Bradley Prescott the fourth. I was going to stay at his uh, house. I wasn't even like me and Matt had never even met the day before we tagged. And like I, we started texting that day before just shooting ideas back and forth. And then, you know, it, it changed the voice messages because I had to drive. And uh, I don't know. We were just popping each other nonstop with messages back and forth. Like if, the day we started talking, there was like an instant connection. And now, now we're best friends, man. Like we we talk nonstop to this day. Like we're we're texting back and forth with each with each other. It's just so funny how like we didn't know anything about each other, and then it's like the scene from Step Brothers. Like the first day we started texting, we're like, wait, did we just become best friends? And it's 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 been on since then. <laughs> Uh, some some of your favorite memories in, in wrestling, whether it was somebody you worked with, some a move you hit, like wh what stands out to you through for your career? I would I would I would say like the most important match I ever had was uh, uh, the the place I trained, which is uh, Grapplers Anonymous in Buffalo. They run a promotion called Daddy Yeah. The second show they had, uh, they let me and Daniel Garcia headline that. That meant a lot because, like, you could have asked anybody who saw Daniel three years ago if he was going to get signed, and they would have said yes. You could have asked anybody, you know, three years ago if Daniel was going to be a big star, and of, it, of course it was yes. Uh, just to, just to be given that, you know, to be given that match against Daniel, that meant a lot to me. Uh, you know, me and Daniel went like 22 minutes. It's the longest match I ever had. Daniel, Daniel didn't take it easy on me at all. Like he expected me to be there with him for everything, and I really appreciated that. It really pushed me. Um, uh, as far as like favorite move I ever hit, this is uh, it's gonna be kind of out of left field, but it's um, 
The favorite move I ever hit was actually a lariat to, to Abby Jane. So I was working for a company in Philadelphia called PWE. And not a lot of places let me work heel, even though I really I feel like I'm a better I'm a better wrestler as a heel, but just sort of who I am doesn't allow me to be a heel most places. But they allowed me to be a heel because I was feuding with hot dog starks, and that was sort of his promotion. Like they loved hot hot dog starks there. So uh I had worked a three-on-three match the month before PWE, and me and Abby Jane sort of sort of locked up in this three-on-three match. And when we went to go lock up, I went to go do a test of strength with her. And I really felt the crowd sort of like want to know what was going to happen. Like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Abby Jane, but she's not that big. And, and, and when we went to go, you know, do that test of strength, I felt something there. And the next month I was supposed to wrestle Cheeseburger at PWE, but something happened and he couldn't make it. And they were like, hey, is there anybody out there you want to work with? And I was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, like I just did this thing with Abby Jane. Like, let me, let me work a, like a match with her. And uh, I think it'll be real good. So they let me work with Abby Jane, and this isn't a, like a like an art building. Like it's a real hipster crowd, a real real progressive crowd, right? So we get in that ring, and you know the fans are having a good time. Like they've been drinking a little bit, and you see me and Abby Jane, and you think we're gonna have this this nice little wrestling match. You think everything, you know, you, you got to be thinking like there's no way like this, this big old man is gonna beat up this little girl. And as a matter of fact, when I got to the show, the promoter said, hey, I want you two to wrestle like you're the same size. And I was like, all right, that sounds that's that sounds good. And I went up to Abby Jane right after that. I said, hey, the promoter wants us to work like we're the same size. And she said, yeah, I said, we're not doing that. So like at the very start of this match, I grab her in a headlock and she pushes me off. And I said, hey, Abby, I'm going to fucking nail you with this lariat because I know when I nail you with this lariat. At the start of this match, that whole crowd is going to go from, yay, good time to, like, holy shit, you know? And I came off that rope, man, and I just laid it into her. in a good safe space, right? But I just laid it into her. And, like, I just felt the whole crowd, like, just everybody just just die right there with Abby Jane. And, like, I knew I had them from that moment. And every time she fought back in that match, that crowd was so with her. And I just, I just knew, like, I just knew if I nailed her with this lariat that early in the match, it would just change everything. And it was just, just moments like that when I knew I could do something to control a crowd, and then I did it, and it happened. That feeling's like unmatched, unmatched. There's nothing else like that in the world. Twelve days after that match, yeah, you, uh, you, you lost a loser has to eat twenty cheeseburgers match. <laughs> How did we get here? What are we doing? Please talk to me about this match. This is wonderful. I love this so much. There was there's a good story behind that as well. So like we were the semi main main event, me and Chuck Stone, and uh, we had called this match that was going to be a brawling match. Like we were going to go outside and beat the shit out of each other and everything like that. And uh, you know I'm watching the first couple of matches on the show, and I think they had another match where like somebody went to the outside and beat the shit out of each other. And then there was a lot of good wrestling on this show, like just a ton of really, really good wrestling. And uh, after intermission, I woke up to Chuck. I was like, hey, you know that match we called? He was like, yeah. I was like, we got to scrap all that. Like, that's that's out the door. Like, they've already seen brawling. They're getting all these fucking 15-minute, like, pure wrestling classic matches. Uh, after us, the main event was like a 25-minute Cole Raddick versus somebody else in a super good, you know, wrestling match. And I was just like, 
you know what these people need is they need a palate cleanse. Like they need something to they need something to laugh at because they've seen all this wrestling and they just need a minute to like digest and get ready for this main event that they're about to 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 call. And I I you know I I think about the wrestling psychology a lot. Like I really dived deep into what I think needed to happen. Like my my particular spot on a card, my particular match, I always thought about what I needed to do to make the overall show the best. And we went with this comedy match where both me and Chuck Stone were trying to lose because he likes cheeseburgers and I like to eat. So we were both purposely trying to lose throughout the whole match so we could eat the 20 cheeseburgers. It took a, it took a little time for the crowd to catch on. I wish, I wish we could have did something to like um, explain our characters a little bit more before we had that match. Uh, but it, you know, I went up and told the promoter afterwards. I was like, hey, I, I changed that match right before we went out there because I thought based on what had happened throughout the rest of your card, this is what the fans needed. They needed something to laugh at, you know, not be so in there and, and get ready for your main event. And he agreed. So that that was a lot of fun. But that's that's a cool story, too, because of how I had to just change everything right before the match. That's a That's a fantastic story. It shows that, like, you get it of like, Hey, we've kind of seen everything. Maybe I should just change this up, give them a little bit, something different. And you know, that's what wrestling is when it comes to, okay, we've seen our hardcore match. We've seen our mat classic and everything. Let's give them a little bit of comedy here in this spot. So look, man, you get it. You've, you've always been very kind to, to myself and Jensen uh, appearing on the spotlight when, when Jensen asked you, and I've always appreciated your work and just, when, when you made the announcement, I was really sad. Uh, as a fan of you and a fan of your work, I was I was sad and, and sad for you that like it it ended like this. And uh, you know, whatever whatever you do, I hope uh, hope it's fulfilling, and I'll be I'll be supporting. And you know what like what are you kind of working on right now uh, in your life and career? Well, well, first of all, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I when I retired, I yeah, I said something like, hey, you know. I'm content with my wrestling career. I'll figure out what's next and I'll, I'll really dive into that. And I thought like, I, I thought like some light bulb was just going to go off in my head and I was just going to figure out what was next. And I was just going to pivot right into that. And I, I've like, uh, I've been struggling, like, like mentally I've been struggling <laughs> trying to figure out like what is next. And all I can really do is sit here and look at wrestling and right now think what if, and you know, I think, ultimately like i'm gonna be okay like i'm gonna figure out something uh but it hurts right now and that's that's one of the reasons like i made a post yesterday about how like this this hurts and it hurts a lot more than than what i thought it would and it still continues to hurt a lot more than what i thought it would and i just wanted to make a post because like this is going to happen to somebody else like uh, somebody else's career is going to end it probably happens almost you know every week or whatever I just wanted to to make something out there so everybody knows like it's okay it's okay for this to hurt like it's supposed to hurt and it probably is going to take everybody out there who this happens to longer to figure out what's next like I I'm sure I don't know what's next like I don't know if I'm gonna go into some sort of content creation I don't know if I'm gonna do food uh, like I'm obsessed with fantasy football like I may do something with fantasy football or like I before I came to be a wrestler, like I had a 10 year IT career, like I'm CompTIA security plus CompTIA network plus certified. I can go back to a cubicle and I can make a good amount of money for my family and I can never be megabyte Ronnie again. Like I still, all those options are still on the table and I, 
I, I don't, I don't like, I don't know where I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm lost and I'm a lot more lost than what I thought I was going to be. Well, the good news is you, we, we haven't completely lost you from our TVs. You just did uh, uh, some spots with dark side of the ring and that's just started to air. Talk to us about how that came together and uh, what, what people are seeing a little bit of Ronnie. Cause I, I'm assuming you're in the, um, the blurred out sections, the reenactments. I, yeah, it's actually a funny story. So um, I was on Dark Side of the Ring last night. I haven't seen the episode yet because I don't have cable, so I have to wait for it to come out on Hulu. Now, I don't know how soon after the episode airs it comes out on Hulu. It's just a real quick spot where uh, the person playing Sonny basically come up and like flirt it with me, and then that was pretty much the spot. But for I, I, I'm Magnum TA in the Magnum TA episode that comes out next week. And they kept telling me as they were filming, they said, hey, man, you know, like normally when we shoot these shots, they're super blurred out. But you look so much like Magnum TA. We keep turning down the blur. Like every shot that they would shoot, they would they would turn down the blur. At least they, you know, at least they said, I don't know what it's going to look like once it's produced and all that. Um, And they told me that, like, I was one of the top three gets that they have ever gotten as far as like person who looked like the character they're portraying. And I, I don't know, like when I was filming Dark Side of the Ring, like I kept having ideas and I would be like, hey, what if we what if we did this or what if we did that? And they were all really fucking cool. They were like, hey, this is a type of shoot where whoever has the best idea wins. Don't feel because I was scared I was going to be stepping on someone's shoes. You know what I'm saying? But once they told me that, man, I was just shooting ideas out left and right. Uh, I had a lot of fun acting, uh, a lot of fun acting. And I felt like I did a pretty good job at it. So like uh yeah, definitely check out episode two next week. Check out the whole season because they got a lot of cool episodes lined up for you. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I hope I could do more of that, uh, uh, whether it be Dark Side of the Ring or or something else. I got a I got another company talking to me about an eating sh- uh, show and stuff like that. So there's there's stuff out there for me in the eating world. I just or not the eating world, the the acting world. I just got to figure out how to navigate that. I guess. I mean, I shook my head when you mentioned the the IT stuff and being in a cubicle because I think you have too much personality to just be in a cubicle for for all of this. Like, I need to see you on screen in some way or another. And you mentioned like you you're not going to be able to do competitive eating and stuff this year. I think that sucks. So I have a proposal, a kind of sort of challenge. July fourth falls on a. I'm about to do something really dumb, Joel Pearl. July 4th falls on a Tuesday. We don't do a show on Tuesday. We do a show July 3rd. If you'd like to appear on this show, it won't be a competitive match because I'm not competitive and I'm not good at this. I will eat whatever you would like to eat against you. And we can go food for food on this, Ronnie. The July 3rd in the weeds eating rendezvous, if you want to call it. Whatever you'd like to eat, it can be very friendly Friendly little thing. We can kind of go at our own pace and whoever wins wins. This is, this is on you. If you would like to do this, we can do this. I, I really, I really appreciate the offer and I would love to say yes. However, uh, unfortunately my contract with major league eating does not allow me to do that. So oh. I'm not allowed to eat in any eating contest capacity that isn't sponsored by major league eating. So it's okay. It's, it's- we won't bill it as a contest then. It's just going to be two friends hanging out on stream just eating food. July it's not th- a competition. July 3rd? Yeah. I, I, I'll have to if they want to sponsor it, by the way, they could sponsor it. We could turn it into a contest. Y'all know, you, hold on. You guys know what you're trying to set up here, right? 
this is we're doing hot ones, but we're not doing hot ones, but we're doing hot ones. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let me uh let me look at the schedule. If I don't have anything going on that on that day, it's a what? It's a two it's a Monday? It's a Monday, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could probably do something. We'll figure it out. Just hit me up. Hit me up in the DMs. We'll figure something out. Okay. It doesn't have to be a technical competition. Just two friends hanging out, eating ribs or whatever you would like to eat. Just celebrating 4th of July. We'll do of it. July, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. Just as long as we don't call it an official contest. We got to keep away. We, <laughs> we got to stay away from that word. <laughs> yes. We okay. any things here. Yeah. Okay? yeah, we had nothing on this show's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to have you regardless. We want to have you back. And I would like to do something, some type of fun eating thing with you. Not a contest, some type of fun eating thing. Even if it's just a casual eating hangout is what we yeah. call it. All right. Uh, Ronnie, thank you again for, for joining us. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, you can find me on everything at Megabyte Ronnie. So that's Megabyte with B-Y-T-E because of the uh, IT background. Uh, so that's Twitter, Instagram. You can find me at Megabyte Ronnie. Uh, YouTube, you can go watch me eat a bunch of bullshit at Megabyte or YouTube.com forward slash Megabyte Ronnie. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I don't know. Just Google Megabyte Ronnie if you want more Megabyte Ronnie. I think I own Megabyte Ronnie on everything. So, yeah. So support Megabyte Ronnie. Please support him. Uh, again, very heartbroken when I saw that announcement. And I appreciate how the kindness you've always uh, given to to myself and, and Jensen and being on the spotlight and just our, our chats over after that. And just, like, I've always been entertained by your stuff and I hope you, you stick with some type of content, whether it be professional wrestling or just YouTube, whatever it might be uh, moving forward. Cause I think you got too much personality to, to not do that. Don't go to a cubicle. <laughs> I can't cubicle have it. Well, Cubicle pays well. I mean, I, I believe that. that. Yeah, look, I, I totally believe that. I understand that if that's the aspect. I still think you too much personality to just be in a cubicle. But whatever you do, I support. I support what you do, Ronnie. I appreciate I, it. And I will I will I will be in touch about our friendly eating hangout. That's what we're gonna call it. Not a competition. Sounds good. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you, Ronnie. Enjoy the rest of your day. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.